1: Melbourne's most uplifting station. Joy ninety
0: four point nine. So Museum, your inside guide to the music industry with myself Leo and Brian tonight. Hi now guys. Brian, we love supporting local music. Yes, we do uh, these guys um, emailed me I think last year about one of these their fair tracks. Independence um, band from here in Melbourne. A four piece band homegrown. <laughs> The Homegrown Heroes. Uh, Four-piece band. Um, three aren't here. One's sort of overseas, and one's busy and stuff. We'll get. Anthony from The Hiding Here.
1: Thanks for having me. How
0: are you going, Anthony?
1: Really good, really now, good.
0: Now, you um, emailed me last year about a couple of tracks about uh, what you've done over the years. And let's go back a bit because you play guitars and vocals in the band. How did you guys all meet up and, and get things going?
1: So, the original lineup was basically uh, me and Adrian Perry, who uh, he's no longer in the band, but that was the original lineup. And mm-hmm. uh, we went to high school together, and but we connected outside of high school. And then from there, we just Adrian was working at Box Hill TAFE, and he was he ended up becoming one of the teachers there when he was studying there, and um, talented guy. So you know, <laughs> yeah. so he we, we we met Ryan from there, and that's where the, the me and Ryan are now the, the last of the existing lineup, and. Um, yeah, we, we became writers together, we became best mates together and we just write together and we actually do a lot more, like I was originally the guitarist and singer, but now I'm also doing you know uh, a lot of DJ kind of tech stuff and a lot of sampling sort of stuff and we're going down that electro kind of model, so it's it's been a A really great journey And that's the stuff That came out of being overseas
0: So how's your sound I guess changed Since those early days Of forming a band Yeah
1: so we used to be Like kind of heavy Sort of punk rock um, When we first started And and that was fun We loved it We were young It was very American Pie Kind of infused Sort of pop rock (laughs) A lot of fun A lot of party stories a A lot of songs about parties And all that kind of uh, lifestyle. And as you just get older and mature and you do the touring, we started to write about the touring, and that became a bit more even sort of heavier rock because of the, the audiences we are playing to and the and the things that were inspiring us and, and the bands that we got exposed to. I mean, we, we supported bands like Steel Panther that were quite heavy rock. Mm-hmm. So that, that took us to, down a different path. And mm-hmm. then um, that was really good. We loved that. But then as we just started you know, maturing and as we were writing, we just started writing a bit more with electronic sounds and started finding that that was a really unique thing that we enjoyed, and it's also a, a pretty good logistic thing. Like, you can fit everything in a laptop as opposed to bringing guitars, drums, bass. <laughs> it <becomes>, it's easier, <laughs> right? Yeah. You don't have <laughs> to because pay
0: excess. Your, your debut EP back in 2012 was produced by the same guy who's worked with Kimbra and The Living End.
1: Yep, yeah, we just contacted him and saying, this is where we're at, this is where we're at. And he was a real honest producer, Jimmy Marudas. He was really good. He sort of said, I love your songs, I love your music. They're about... 30% there. Yeah, and, and he wanted us to work with writers, songwriters, and and different type of sampling and all this kind of stuff. And that was that was really good. And he got us to a point where he thought the songs were ready to record, and he got it to a point where he felt that he his input was going to be valid. And then we we recorded with him and, and we never looked back. It just sort of started a progression going forward. And then we worked with him and a guy called Mark Needham in the States, who did the killers and Imagine Dragons and stuff mm. with Pink. And and he took it to another level as well. And then we just started making those contacts and start sending them songs and this is where we're heading. This is where we're going, and it, it just sort of opened a few doors for us.
0: Because something happened in in, uh, in LA. You got that mixed in LA. A couple yeah. of singles from the EP got played across 140 college radio stations in the US and Canada.
1: Yeah, was all that and high about? rotation? It just got picked <laughs> up, and we did it. We we started touring festivals as as guests, not yeah. not with the band. Um, at, at um like South by Southwest, CMJ. Uh, That's the festival in New York, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we did that and um, went to the Great Escape in London. And we just made all these contacts with all the people that sort of help network the industry. And Sounds Australia is a big uh, Australian company that aggregates a lot of bands and helps introduce you to a lot of people. And they introduced us to all the radio promoters there. And that just took off. And it was just really good. And that's what got us in the festival.
0: Because you were on a wedding trip in New York City as well. You had a bit of writing and recording in New York. What was that experience like? Recording in New York?
1: Yeah, that was that was the best. Uh, I take that as you know the, the most character building exercise. Um, we lived in a place called Crown Heights, which was in uh, Brooklyn. That sounds a bit flash. Yeah, it was one of the roughest parts. Of <laughs> <Brooklyn>. <laughs> it was uh, a rough flash. Yeah, yeah, yeah and uh, <laughs> we were the most naive two guys, me and Ryan, living in in Brooklyn. <laughs> Took a lot of ground really quickly, yeah. which was a lot of fun. But the people that we actually ended up there was a lot of uh, was, that was a street that where you know Mike Tyson was seen doing you know the fights when he was starting oh, out. Wow! And they showed us you know um, you know some of their bullet wounds from the '80s, some of the neighbors, <laughs> oh, and God. they had some real history there. And and we were really terrified at the start, but became really close to them at the end. We were having dinners with them. They were showing us their '1950s vinyl collections, and you know some really cool stuff. And we just got inspired by that kind of lifestyle and that real get out of you walk. Down the two steps on the walk up sort of apartment, and then you're right in the heart of Brooklyn, and then you get into Manhattan. And you, there was because it was summer there, there was a lot of like free shows at Central Park, and there's a lot of festivals on every Because I did see
0: something, Anthony, on uh YouTube, was it Busking under Brooklyn Bridge? Yep, yep, (laughs) you did a mashup of Hungry Like the Wolf, Another Brick in the Wall, Satisfaction, and Wake Me Up. That is a fantastic
1: (laughs) clip. So if you haven't seen it, go and have a look. Yeah, that, that was um. Basically, what we wanted to do there, and that was a real that was a real gamble, that because you had to be really fast when you did those video clips because you need a permit to do that, and um, we found that out pretty quickly. So we said, okay, the song goes for three minutes, we'll put it up, we'll put the camera there, we've got three minutes of of go time, and go. Sort of played it, and and we just wanted to find the spots that were most important to us when we were away, and the the songs that um, we we really connected with. And we were at the the first gym we went to was like a real rough gym. It was in the middle of nowhere, and not in the 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 Bronx, was it? I can't even remember <laughs> Ryan found it And it was yeah. like A two dollar $2 gym somewhere <laughs> <laughs> Rough as guts and we, we had a great time there But that was the first song That got played on, on the on the, on the the radio When we were, did our first Sort of workout there uh-huh. So I said, let's make a mash up of that And we just found anything That sort of we could Work with it And, and just jammed on it And it just did very it well at Different done. spots in Brooklyn Where we found Really connected mm. And that was, that was a bit of fun
0: Anthony last year You sent me a couple of tracks um, The Man Who Inspired The Fallen Yep And a track called Stars You love Stars Now out of the two of them I really love the track Stars, and I think I told Ryan it reminded me a bit of sort of, was it a bit of Take That and a bit of something else? Yeah, I think Um, you said a bit
1: of Coldplay as well. A bit of
0: Coldplay? Yeah, Yeah. this is a bit of Stars. Have a listen to it. A bit of the stars. Oh, beautiful stuff! That's a in the great hiding. track. The "Smile at Me" is the new one, which we're going to play in a moment. But tell us about this track, "Smile at Me," and the cover of the single is. Quite different. It is really good. Is that like a what do they got? Like a silhouette of a tree and a, yeah, an image of a lady's so.
1: face. Yeah, double it's like, well, double exposure. And what that kind of symbolises for us is "Smile at Me." It's obviously a it's a romantic song, you know, um, a, a couple song, and it's a big sort of dancy sort of anthem. But um, when we wrote that, that that was all about coming home and, and we, were, we were sort of re reworking our style we were me and Ryan when we went over to New York was like a, a kind of like an escape tension kind of scenario we'd been running on zero and we wanted to go over there and just get inspired and have that freedom to be creative and when we came back when we were over there we just really missed home and wanted to bring some all that learning that we did back home, and that's what the double kind of exposure is like. Coming back home is all that you see—all the gum trees in the photo. Oh, fantastic! And, and Country Victoria, kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just coming back home, and 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 the song obviously was about was about our partners and stuff as well, and 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 you know wanting them to smile at us and all that kind of thing with the, with the journey that we went on, and that's kind of why we've got the female in the photo as well, mm. um, uh, just to symbolise that and. A guy Carl Knox from Melbourne, he um he designed it and he he's a great little uh, artist out there. If anyone wants to contact him. <laughs> give him a bit of a plug. <laughs> so it's just at the start of an album or an EP? Yeah, an EP. So we've we've done this one. We've got Karma My Life coming out later later on as well and we've got two new ones called um they w they're they're making titles, but um one of them's going to be um, I've got mental blank uh, one of them's going to uh, <laughs> be a dream catches life
0: but the, i guess eps are the way to go these days because more people are doing eps it's a taste tastier it's not so it's expensive as doing an yeah. album right? and
1: that too and, it, and there's constant marketing like if you do if you do one single each time you can constantly kind of release it and show people and and you rather than do one big album in one big hit correct. we can actually market something over a more extended period of time and just communicate a bit more.
0: So as an independent band, how have you found, I guess, the boring stuff, the business side of... The whole thing, coping with like marketing yourselves and getting gigs. Is it hard it's 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 Social consuming. media yeah. and stuff. You, you've got day jobs and stuff, haven't yeah. you?
1: Yeah, it's, it's time-consuming, and and that's that's the painful part of it all. But then when you get those rewards, like when you guys reply and say you yeah, come in, that's the stuff that makes you keep going. And it's really rewarding when we get to do the radio promo, and we know people are playing it, and we know people are listening to it, and we know people are buying it, and and they're coming to the shows, and we're getting offered gigs. That's when you start to sort of really enjoy what you're doing. But yeah, it can be time-consuming because there's a lot of no's out there. There's yeah. a lot of no replies. There's a lot of, none yeah. of that. But when you get the the ones that do, they're the ones that make it all worth
0: it. We're going to the Aria's on Thursday, me and Brian, and
1: writing um, t-shirts, I believe. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's going to be a very hectic. Oh, day. We've got a crazy Thursday. I didn't <laughs> want to begin to imagine what's coming up this week. But I guess, what's your take at the moment of the Australian music scene?
1: Um, I think it's changed a lot since since we first started. I mean, when we first started, it was all about you had a CD and you sent it out. To uh, you know, the, you used to download the Australian Music Industry Directory, and whether that was even current at the time, or whether the numbers had changed, you still just sent out a whole bunch of CDs, and you had to ring, and the venues would say, "Send us in a demo," all this kind of stuff. Now, now it's all linked to the SoundCloud, linked to the Unearth page, linked to the your website, linked to your Instagram. You have yeah, to, it's all about the online social media. Has that brought you closer to your fans too, Anthony? Connecting it has. up with all the social media? It's open more, yeah. but it's also if you're not constantly engaging, like I was saying with the CDs, it's easy to be to sort of be lost in the mix because there's so So much music out there now. There's so much exposure. Yeah. So it's important to constantly release things like what we're we're going to be doing now. Some online shows where we've set up a a way that we can actually have really good sound quality live on air, and we can actually play online to our fans anywhere in the world. So we're doing like US shows where we get up early here. Oh, cool! Play live on YouTube online. (laughs) Yeah, what's that? It's on YouTube? We won't be on, we'll put it on YouTube, but it's just going to be through um, through an online aggregate that we're using called uh-huh. um, Bandviews, and they're going to Fantastic. Gonna, like, put it, so it's a good way to sort First of keep First time I've touch. heard of that one. So yeah, you've got you gigs
0: go. coming up online, you've got an EP coming out soon, you've got a gig coming up when this uh, weekend? It's Sunday,
1: 3pm at the Wyndham vale Food Truck Festival. Oh, that's at my neck of the woods, out west. <laughs>
0: if you love your food and you love your live music, get on down there this weekend. Yep. Yeah, You'll we're on the at 3pm. Uh, put it on online as well. Mm. Thank you for coming into Thanks, I mean. Anthony. Yeah, thanks for having us. People should follow you guys online on their website, thehidingmusic.com, Facebook and YouTube, The Hiding Music, and Twitter, The Hiding. And of course, uh, as Anthony said, they're going to be playing a gig um, this, this Sunday? Yep, 29th, um, 29th of November. November, yeah. Wyndham Vale, President's Park. We to play the new track called Smile At Me. They're hiding, brand new...